Are you a Saskatchewan-based Métis entrepreneur looking to start or grow your business? Welcome to Make It Your Business with Victoria Gagné from the Clarence Campo Development Fund, a recognized and successful business resource dedicated to guiding and supporting Métis entrepreneurs on their path to success. With a focus on the Métis community, we share our story and our clients' stories about starting their businesses and how we support them from start to finish. We also deliver innovative financial and professional advice to help you start and run a successful business. Join Victoria and her guests and gain an understanding of the services, programs, and support available for you. This podcast is powered by Proudmouth. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Make It Your Business with Victoria Gagne of CCDF. Victoria, how are you? I'm so good, Eric. How are you? I am fantastic and I, I am, I'm super excited. You've got Dwight King on the podcast today. Dwight is a Métis entrepreneur from Local 31. Dwight is a retired professional hockey player and won two Stanley Cup championships with the Los Angeles Kings in 2012 and 2014. After retiring from his professional hockey career, Dwight moved back to his hometown of Meadow Lake to start the next chapter of his life, starting and running a small business, Kingdom Golf. With a new business comes new challenges and triumphs that Dwight looks forward to. I'm so excited to hear you guys' conversation today. Oh, I'm so excited to have it. Um, as we were uh, thinking of podcast guests, um, I kept hearing so many great things about what Dwight's doing in Meadow Lake with Kingdom Golf and, and how exciting that is. And we thought um, it'd be great to have him on to share some of his perspectives on on the transition into entrepreneurship, about moving home and, and um, Métis representation, whether that's in sport or in business. So thank you so much, Dwight, for coming on and, and being a guest on our podcast. No, no problem. Uh, thanks for the intro. That sounded very lovely and I'm looking forward to the chat today. Oh, great. So I think um, to, to get started, maybe just quickly, um, can we get you to maybe introduce what Kingdom Golf is and what the business you've, you've started is? Yeah, so essentially it's, it's indoor simulators. So it's virtual golf. Um, we have three bays here. Um, so essentially winter is so long here in Saskatchewan, uh, another avenue of sport or just activity in general for kids up to adults to, to get out, socialize and, and be active. Uh, we also have a small kitchen and we're licensed. So if you're having a function or anything like that, you can also use the facility. Yeah, it's it's a great spot in, in Meadow Lake. And I've heard so many good things about it. I haven't had a chance to come up um, yet, but I'm hoping to this summer. So if you have any summer plans, you're heading out to the lake and, and Meadow Lake's on your stop, definitely stop in at Kingdom Golf. But um, I think, Dwight, to get started... Um, I want to ask you a little bit about your professional hockey career and then also how that relates to to entrepreneurship and, and business. So I'm kind of curious um, what you learned from playing hockey, whether that's, you know, um, growing up or in, in the NHL in your professional career. Um, how have you been able to apply those lessons to your time as an entrepreneur now? Yeah, I, th I think sport and, and business kind of go hand in hand, like you're saying. Uh, for myself mm -hmm. personally, playing hockey from five all the way till just recently here, still still playing leisurely, but uh, competitive. I retired a year and a half ago now, so um, I think just the foundation of, of putting in time into your craft, if it is hockey for myself, for, for other people it's different things, but uh, dedica dedication of time is, is a big thing, and then the uh, the sacrifices of of not just your own your own 
wants and needs in different areas, but but people around you, your support cast, um, it is it is a pretty costly sport and a time con- time consuming sport. So uh, you, you need good good support support cast and and parents or our family members that are are willing to to help you out and put you in successful situations along the way. Um, so those are those are a couple big things I think that that translate pretty well to hockey. And as far as like lessons wise that I've kind of learned is. Uh, sports a little easier because usually the uh, circumstances aren't so drastic. I mean, you can win or lose a game with with a bad decision, but but that is sport anyway. So someone's gonna lose. Um, I think having that experience of of going through failure and, and adversity in sport mm-hmm. kind of helps you prepare for business. Um, it's a little different when it's when it's real life. Well, I guess sport is real life, but it, it's a little bit different in the, in the aspect of you'll get another shot at it the next day. Whereas business um, decisions. Uh, take a little more time and, and you got to be a little more thorough in, in exactly what you want to do so you, you don't put yourself in a situation where you, you're regretting or you're looking back at something that maybe if you took a little time and processed it a little bit more you'd you'd have the favorable outcome so that's that's one thing um, but go but saying that it's it's not obviously as drastic as I'm making it sound um, I think sport allows you to, to be pretty even keel with your mentality and that's something that I've tried to carry over where uh, no matter the situation or what yeah. what's going on you try to try to stay pretty level-headed so you can make your best decision going forward for whatever this scenario is right that that's such a good lesson um, I know I learned in sport and I, I did not play anything near as competitive as you but but you know you always hear your coaches growing up talk about mental toughness and and the ability like you said to stay even keeled in those those 10 situations because um, like you said when it's your business it's your finances it's your life it's your livelihood on the line um, so to be able to kind of stay calm and keep that perspective. And then I also love how you brought in keeping people around you. You know, I always tell my clients at CCDF that um, I'm happy to be a sounding board for them if they just need, you know, someone else to bring them some other perspective or just to listen and, and how important that that support system is. And And I'm curious, did you have you leaned on the same support system you know in your hockey career that you lean on for your your business career or has that support system shifted at all um it's it's pretty similar Uh, obviously now uh, the only change is probably my wife is is a bigger part of my life than when i was younger and going through the hockey process so um as as you'd mentioned you'd think my parents are obviously there um and they're 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 like any parents. They're they're there for any any aspect of life. Obviously, uh, if things are tough or, or you have questions, they're always willing to to bounce questions off. But uh, the big one for me was was kind of always my brother. Um, if you're not familiar, he he played in the NHL before me. He's five years older than I am. His name's DJ. Um, so so he kind of went through a similar path. Obviously, a little different type of hockey player than I was. But um, as far as knowing the process of of achieving not just hockey um but life after hockey i had kind of a really good role model in in that aspect where um if i had any questions he'd be the first one that i could probably bounce things off of and then when it came to retirement for him um roughly five years before me too uh, he kind of went through that transition of uh figuring out what he wanted to do in his next phase in life and and he kind of went a route with uh with a resort just north of town here so another business venture which which allowed me to see from the outside of of the time and the effort it takes and uh 
and just understanding right. everything you need to do and get things in order to to set yourself up so you don't have to learn on the fly as as things can get pretty hectic in the in the first couple months of of opening stuff up and then uh going on from that obviously is is my wife lauren is is a little more educated than i am she's got a commerce degree so as far as that side of the business it's it's been pretty pretty nice to have someone you can lean on and and trust that um not it's not just me essentially um we're, we're a team yeah. now and uh it's been uh pretty smooth i mean obviously we're learning but it's overall i think we're very happy with the i believe it's roughly six months now that we've been open so things are things are looking good oh so good to hear and i i love the perspective too on on mentorship and and you having your brother there but someone who's kind of walked the road before you to give you that perspective um and maybe avoid some of the mistakes he's made or you know learn from his successes as well and and I, I, I love that you're, well, I'm guessing you're a little closer to your support system now. Um, but I'm kind of curious, you know, once you retired from professional hockey, um, you know, we, we've had this conversation where you could move anywhere. Like, um, you know, you kind of have, you, you have this new transition and you decide, okay, where do I want to plant my roots now that I'm, I'm done my um, professional hockey career? Um, so I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, why was it important or why did you decide to move home to Meadow Lake after your hockey career? And why did you d- decide to start a business in Meadow Lake as a, as a follow-up question? Yeah. Um, I think, I think that, that kind of grew on me as, as I got older and, and realized the importance of, of family and support. Like I mentioned earlier, when I was younger, I thought about all the possibilities of, obviously as a hockey player, you move cities quite often. So you think of all the possibilities where you could live and you think you'd be content and happy. Um, just the more, the more I played, the longer I played and uh, being away from home, I kind of realized I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty mellow person. Uh, I, don't, I don't need too much for, as far as high pace lifestyle. So uh, the summers is when I always came home and I, I seemed to enjoy them. It was pretty relaxed. Uh, I have all my activities here that I do. I, I enjoy golfing in general, so uh, we have a nice facility here. Um, I grew up around horses, so we live out on an acreage. There's there, My brother has horses. My parents still okay. have horses, so um, that was kind of my, my lifestyle growing up that I was accustomed to, and um, like I said, I got, the good thing was I got to live the other half playing hockey where I got to see the biggest cities in the world and, and live in them and, and experience that that. Uh, uh, pace of life essentially but um in the end i just didn't think i would want to be always on the go so uh the slower pace of life in the in the rural part of saskatchewan is is comfortable for me and then obviously at the end here now that i have uh three kids um grace george and Gemma, uh, my daughter the oldest one is nine now so she's getting older so she was i believe i want to say seven i guess when we were playing my last year overseas okay and she uh she grew up around cousins and, and yeah. obviously my, my brother and I have two sisters also that are in between my brother and I that have children. So, so to see her enjoy coming back here and, and being around family like that is what I had growing up and, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't want to take that away from her, um, being on the move so much for hockey. So, uh, I think, like I said, just seeing the similarities of my childhood and offering that to my kids was, was another little aspect of 
of coming back here. And then the only one that was probably a little bit tough on was my wife. Obviously, she's she's from Victoria, so a city. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So an adjustment there, but um, we're out in the country. It's nice and quiet, and and we're going yeah. on 13 years now. So uh, I think I think we've made the adjustments and understand our lifestyle that we're living now. Yeah, and, is, and and it's beautiful country up there. I'm from the south, like I'm from Regina, but um, I love Meadow Lake and and the whole northwest of the province. It's gorgeous, so I'm sure I'm sure your wife's adjusting well to to the landscape. Yeah, we traded in the ocean for for fields, yeah. so we'll we'll make do with that. And then uh, to answer the second part of your question, mm-hmm. um, our town's pretty small as far as activity and, and opportunity for for leisure and and just getting out. There's not a ton of ton of options. Obviously, we're we're living here now, so we wanna we wanna have an experience for for everybody to be able to enjoy themselves in their off time and have uh, another avenue to to explore as well as socializing. So um, we think it'll only help get people out and about in the winter months. Obviously, summer is a little bit different with the weather, but um, so far so good. The feedback's good. The community's enjoyed it. Um, the the whole uh, system that we got here is, is really responded well to, to the activity we had. So it's, it's been good. Oh, good. I, I love, um, you know, hearing other people's stories on, on why moving home is important to them or, or what led to that decision. And I see so many similarities, like family is so important. And, and I know like when um, I was young, my parents lived um, outside of Saskatchewan and then they had my, my, my sister and I and they decided the same 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 like you where they they grew up around their cousins and so they wanted to move home and we grew up on the same same street as our cousins and how important that was and for myself you know I I went to school um out outside of Saskatchewan as well and when I was thinking about going home I thought about um just just the opportunity that exists within Saskatchewan and then also I love, um, you know, the idea of, of reciprocity and like, these are our territories, they grew us, they formed us, and then being able to give back to them as well, like you're doing with um, starting this business in Meadow Lake that, that didn't exist before and how there may be, um, you know, gaps within the community on what's available to people for recreation or whatever that looks like, but then how, how that's also opportunity business and you saw that with kingdom golf and and what's the response of the community being to to the business yeah no it's been it's been pretty good like you said it's it's nice like to come back to the community and you'd be able to look at it from the outside and say okay there's a couple yeah. things um you could offer to the community you think that would be successful obviously golf is is my my hobby and my my activity of choice um in the summer so it's, it's something I just truly enjoy uh, as far as having the technology available in the wintertime was, was something I'd probably have in my house either way kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that was a pretty easy decision. And then as far as the community, I think from the turnout we've had, it's, it's been really good. I think okay. uh, we have a pretty heavy golf, golf membership here in our local course. So they've all kind of transitioned over and uh, I essentially just found something that like you said, get out, be active, but also socialize. And uh, yeah, the winters get a little long here, so it's it's a nice little break. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like we talked about how you have this support system of family at home and, and you were able to kind of look to your, your older brother throughout your career. Um, as, as somewhat of a mentor, a role model, um, a, a sounding board, and I'm, I'm curious on your thoughts on representation. So whether it's, you know, in professional sports like hockey or in business, um, why do you think it's important for people to see Métis people represented and excelling in different types of industries? You know, like, um, I, I, I love seeing Métis people excel in, in all different industries. And I think about my dad, for example, he has this, we, like, we joke with him because he has this hockey jersey he won at some like charity auction right and he wasn't super familiar with the player and then when he googled him he I, I can't remember who it was but he found out he's Métis and my dad's like oh, there's no way I'm getting rid of this jersey now like it became so much more valuable to him even though he had no connection to the player it was <laughs> because he was like no this is a Métis hockey player he played you know a couple uh, like a a couple decades before me but in the same area I grew up in and and that connection just um, was so important to him right um, so I'm curious what like what you think about representation whether it's sports whether it's business why why is it important to see Métis people take up and excel in in different spaces no I think I think it's good as long as uh, like you said getting more success stories out there um, as far as Setting a precedent is is important. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's enough negative and and other sorts of um, stereotypes that that people fall back on when when uh, they think about certain cultures or or groups of people in general. So, like you said, you take a little bit of pride. I think it's kind of our one of our foundations being Métis people. Um, yeah. Is, is having pride in people succeeding in their ventures and, and being successful no matter if it's sport or if it's business um, yeah you want you want to know that I guess in simple words one of us can can put the time and effort and sacrifices into something and and get the same results there's there's nothing that uh, should divide or separate any essential race or people in general that that we can all achieve if yeah. it's the same goal the same the same outcome um and having people get to those those high points in their lives are are important because like you said i have my brother i'm sure my brother had somebody if if not first nations metis older than him that he looked up to that uh, went through the same process same steps that that make you believe that it's it's doable in this in a sort of sense so um but that's the cool thing about being being a role model and having role models is is knowing that um obviously people have been around a long time on this earth and and uh the message is is very similar from everybody who's gone through it no matter what the what the topic is um there's time there's effort there's sacrifices there's there's all these words that right that if you put put forth all those um you'll leave yourself in a good spot to to achieve what kind of what you're you're set out to do or if not, it'll at least open your eyes to, to kind of what you need to do better. Because um, if it doesn't succeed the first time, it's not, it's not the end of the world, I'm sure. Um, there's a ton of people out there that, that have changed, changed paths along the way and, and in the end found success if it wasn't their first, maybe their fifth try. And uh, that's also important to know too. Right. And, and you kind of touched 
touched on my next question, but, um, you know, we talked about your brother, but did you have any, any other examples of people you looked up to in your career? And what were the characteristics that you looked for in your role models? And, and they don't have to be Métis, but were there any people that you kind of looked to and, and what, what characteristics did they embody? I know you mentioned a couple already, like perseverance and, and that grit of, of getting back at it um, when you fail. But I'm just, I'm just curious if who, who other role models were. Um, as, a, as a hockey player, it, it's pretty simple. It, it's more about just the production on the ice. So I was a Colorado fan uh, growing okay. up. Uh, so yeah. Peter Forsberg was my, was my favorite player. So I'm obviously at a young age here when I'm watching this. So as, as far as individual skill and craft work on the ice, you kind of watch that and, and pick up on things that maybe you can transition into your own game. Yeah. Uh, off the ice, as far as mental uh, fortitude and, and all these different things that, that you kind of learn by going through them, um, more so in my peers. I guess growing up, I, okay. I had a good group of friends that were all interested in hockey and, and ended up making it to, to junior, junior levels. Um, so I think it was important to have people around me with the same interest and drive and then obviously different people go through different things uh, as far as as lessons and and learning along the way so um not having to to actually go through all the all the things individually i think helped where i could see if if a certain person was in a different situation and and what didn't and what did work uh you could take away from it what you needed to and and then it's having the the person there as support to is bouncing questions off and and kind of sharing our information along the way because essentially in the end we we both are we all wanted to to get to the highest level of hockey we could at that point and and right. having that uh before obviously getting older and, and transitioning out of Meadow Lake and and yeah. all that um I think it was important for myself I I think that's so interesting too because so much when we talk about mentorship it's you know someone who who went before you but also having a group of people who are going through the same things like you said where you can learn from each other's experiences because you know there's this collective experience whether it's growing up in hockey or being an entrepreneur there are collective experiences entrepreneurs face and then there are also different ones people experience it at different times and different struggles different successes that you can learn from from your peers and I, I love that model um you know I think about Métis entrepreneurship in the province and I really hope that we can continue to grow this like um collective sense of learning from each other and I think that's something we're trying to do with this podcast is because when when we six one one of us succeeds right we all succeed and it and it elevates our communities it elevates our businesses and um I just think that's such a great model of of having peer role models and people who are walking the same path at the same time, not just the ones who are going before you, but also the ones who are experiencing the the same path, but different, different obstacles. And so that yeah. kind of, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I, sorry for cutting you off. I was just going to oh. agree with you. You're kind of nailing, nailing what, uh, what I was thinking on my end. No problem. And that, and that kind of leads me into my next question, which is, um, What's a challenge you've experienced in, in business or in life, um, and how did you overcome that? You know, like we like to talk on this podcast about some of the challenges, so that someone, you know, whoever's listening out there might hear something in your story that they say, "Hey, I'm going through the same thing," and here's someone who came out on the other side of it. So, um, 
do you have do you have anything to share on that front on a challenge you've you've experienced and and how you overcame it yeah i think i think i could kind of touch on both aspects of of this as far as uh, my hockey career and then and now shortly after here in this golf yeah. simulator venture um so as far as hockey i think i think the biggest the biggest thing for me um coming from a, a community where i said I, I don't plan on leaving it's kind of the way i grew up i i am comfortable and uh and at a young age uh if you want to if you want to be successful you, you do have to move away from from home to to get opportunity and uh give yourself the best the best chance to succeed um for right. me i was 15 um and that that was probably one of the bigger challenges is just as far as obviously getting over being away from your parents and and the yeah. people who took after you uh, took care of you for the first 15 years of your life and, and uh put you in situations where where they 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 wanted you to succeed and they wanted to to do everything to to get you in in the right spots to have the opportunity um so going away was was tough uh just figuring out how to how to stay busy how to uh, put your time towards for me hockey so so I could continue to get better um, the one thing that did make it easier was I had a, a local a local teammate growing up that I mentioned one of my peers uh, played on the same team so I was fortunate in that aspect where where the biggest challenge kind of was was assisted by my, my my friend my peer going through the same same process which was which was nice because then after that obviously you know how sports work it just gets harder and tougher um, the challenges, the adversities change, but uh, kind of the decisions and the mental, the mental fortitude doesn't doesn't change going into those. Yeah, you obviously adjust and and make the best decision going forward. As far as business, honestly, we we opened um, like anything. We we built the place here, so we we knew the the construction phase was was going to be ups and downs and maybe little delays. So that was that we were ready for. Um, and this, as far as opening up, we uh, we kind of got hit with a big surge of business. So we, we were just trying to figure out how to delegate our time and how to, how to make things the, as, as efficient as we could. Um, obviously we're just a small business, so uh, we don't have a ton of staff. It was my wife and I that, that one of us were, were here for long hours. So figuring out that and then figuring out our, our options as far as what we're gonna offer for services um, was kind of, at libbed a little bit or we we learned as we went took a took a little while maybe a month or two but uh going through it now we can look back and say all right maybe if we would have did things a little different there did this different things might have been a little smoother but that's also just a part of life that yeah you if you don't go through it you don't learn so uh, happy right. nothing nothing too drastic came out of it but it was <laughs> yeah. it was quite the experience and and so how like how did you did you find ways to make it more efficient like what kind of things did you implement or or like have you kind of found your groove in that that aspect i'm just curious for for some of the entrepreneurs who might be thinking about opening and and it's so true right like it's it's like you get all this demand and then it's like what i'm not you're not necessarily prepared for it so do you have any advice for an entrepreneur who who might be experiencing this influx of of demand that they don't know how to deal with yeah i think i think it would be be open to to adjustments would be the biggest advice i would i would say um obviously right. it took 
took me a little while to get used to the software itself uh, for the computer to be able to, to run it fluently and, and smooth. Um, and then the other aspect of our business here, we have a small kitchen, um, figuring out our menu and our, and our staffed hours and exactly what we're offering was, was something that we, we um, got a grasp on now, but um, it took a little while to, to understand exactly what we wanted to offer as far as services. And that that's just, I think, honestly, it's just going to adjust on where you live, your market and your want and your needs of the community. Yeah. No, that's so good. And it kind of ties back to, to, you know, like the start of our conversation in terms of lessons learned from Hawks, hockey and being adaptable and, and having that, you know, I think that's such a good, good perspective for, for, for any entrepreneurs out there who might be listening that, you know, the ability to adjust, to be flexible, to have a plan, but to understand that there are fluctuations and how do you, how do you be flexible? How do you adjust? And, and when you have those, you know, small losses, how do you get back up and, and, and keep going? So I, I love how that ties into, to the start and the lessons learned in hockey as well. And then, you know, we talked about challenges, but um, on this podcast, we also want to celebrate Métis success. We all we want to celebrate the successes of entrepreneurs. So um, to end things off, what is a win you've experienced lately, either in business or in life, that we can be celebrating with you? Um, yeah, like we said, we we're just coming up on half a year here. Um, I think we got a really good grasp on, on exactly what we're going to provide for our community and and that alone is 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 a success in, in my my eyes. Um, uh, and other than that, there's that's there's a good really win. Not a, uh, not, a, not a lot else going on. This was our focus, uh, obviously, coming into this year, and and things yeah. are things are looking good. Oh, fantastic to hear! So, if anybody is um, in Meadow Lake. Uh, look up Kingdom Golf. Dwight, how can they follow you? How can they follow your business? What's the what's the best way? Do you have a Facebook page, Instagram? What where can people find the business? Yeah, as of now, we we just have a, obviously a Facebook. Facebook is big up here, so it's just Kingdom Golf Inc. I've searched it up. Obviously, you'll you'll get a hold of us on there. We have our our email and our and our phone number. And going forth, obviously, we're probably add to our advertisement. But um, essentially, if if you go to Facebook and type that in, or else, like I said, just call our phone number, which is six three nine six six nine zero two six six, and we'll always be there too. Perfect. Well, I highly encourage anyone if you have any events coming up in Meadow Lake. Uh, reach out to Kingdom Golf. Um, check it out if you're on the way to the lake or anything like that. It's it's great, and we're so excited for for you and your wife and 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 the success you guys are going to experience in this business. So congratulations and and thank you so much for the discussion today. I really appreciated it. Um, but there's one thing I can't let you uh, get away with yet because they're launching this, and we're in the middle of the NHL playoffs. Who do you have winning the Stanley Cup this year? I have the Avalanche winning because it was my childhood team and I think they're the strongest okay. team, but I have uh, a pretty good Oiler roots in me now that I'm back in northern Saskatchewan, yes. so I'm also, yeah. I'm also hoping uh, Edmonton. But either way, Edmonton or Calgary, whoever comes out of that series, it will be exciting to watch, but uh, yeah. my second pick would be the Oilers. 
Okay, perfect. I love to hear it. My um, my dad is from North Battleford, and so I was raised an oiler fan as well. My uncle's an Avalanche fan, so we're in good company here. <laughs> right on, right on. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dwight, for um, sharing some of your life experiences, your perspective, your wisdom with us today. It was such a good conversation, and I just really appreciate you taking some time to, to share with us here. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for thanks for having me, having me, and thanks for for making it really easy on me with the the discussion today. It was nice. Perfect, Dwight. I just want to echo. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show. This was this was a fantastic podcast. And of course, Victoria, thank you for facilitating this and bringing him on as a guest. You did a great job with the interview, and boy, I I really enjoyed listening to that. So thank you. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Make It Your Business podcast with Victoria Gagne. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Victoria comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at CCDF, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Make It Your Business, the podcast that identifies market opportunities and provides Saskatchewan-based Métis entrepreneurs with innovative financing and business advice. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit www.clarencecampo.com, email us at info at or give us a call at 306-657-4870. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Clarence Campo Development Fund. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor, accountant, or other qualified business service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation.